evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Raising Bulls, brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network and sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. We are the only podcast dedicated to the New York Red Bulls 2 of USL. Tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about the preseason, some player happenings, some former player happenings, some USL happenings, and uh, I'm going to pose the guys uh, some very difficult questions. I've got uh, some of my favorite people, uh, the, the regulars, if you will. Tonight, uh, we've got Mr. Bill TNJ himself, Bill Toomey of Bill Toomey Photography. How you doing, Bill? I'm doing good, Joe. I'm happy that uh, we're making some good progress in preseason and ready to get the season started, even though it's only the middle of February. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to get a really good look at this roster coming up uh, when the first team departs to start doing CCL stuff. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, also with us. Uh, we've got Once of Metro's own Joseph Steen. Hello, Joseph. Hey, how are you? I'm doing all right. Do you like Joseph or Joe? I don't think I've ever asked you that. Uh, Joe's fine. Why not Joseph? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like it's my mom talking to me if that's if it's like that. What about Joey? No, yeah, especially that's, not that's that. That's exactly no. how I feel about that. I don't understand no. that. Uh, I people, can't stand that. People glom right onto that. They always want to call Joe's Joey's. I uh, uh, very much dislike the, the, that. Just a Y on the end of it. It's just, uh, it just bothers me. Yeah, I agree. I'm not a baby kangaroo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and of course, uh, the one, the only NYC Soccer World's own Anthony Merced. Hello, Anthony. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Happy that we're talking about my favorite league, the USL. Yes. <laughs> And finally getting like kind of into it. I think we're going to be able to start doing uh, shows regularly now, uh, which is going to be exciting. I think still every other week, but you know, we're, we're getting in there now. Is it because you just can't handle me anymore? Uh, I think that's it. He just doesn't want to admit it. Yeah, I, you know, to psych myself up uh, to talk to you, I listen to Can't Touch This by MC Hammer. <laughs> I'm not even going to go into that one. Jeez. <laughs> it's mostly because of your choice of pants. That's all. My choice of pants? <laughs> I just want people out there to think that you wear hammer pants. Is that too much? I mean, <laughs> if they were out there, I would. <laughs> That's how he shows up to the press box. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, man, doing the hammer dance, like right down the aisle. <laughs> Eating his popcorn. That would be so good. Uh, if only. Um, speaking of popcorn, I have two brief popcorn stories uh, to share with you. Uh, it is well documented how much I am disgusted by popcorn. Uh, we have gone over that I do like uh, non-buttered popcorns, but buttered popcorn, I think, is just awful. There's nothing good about it, and especially movie theater popcorn. Makes so, you incredibly un-American. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could agree with the buttered popcorn. <laughs> I love movie oh. theater popcorn. That's why I like you, Joe Steve. Your own butter on it, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, all right. So here's a story about movie theater uh, popcorn. I uh, It was my daughter's second birthday yesterday, Penel- or yesterday, last week. Penelope turned two, and we decided uh, she loves watching movies. We brought her to see Coco, uh, sidebar, delightful movie, uh, definitely tugging at the the, the heart, and I uh, I, I had a, a very enjoyable time watching it. Uh, and while watching the movie, I had Penelope sitting on my lap, and she ate, you know, a metric ton of popcorn. Uh, everything was fine. Everything was good. Uh, despite the fact that I had popcorn in my lap with my daughter for, you know, an hour and a half, which is a long time for me to have to smell popcorn. Uh, 
So not the best thing. Anyway, on the ride home, we're about to pull into the driveway. And my wife says, you know, I, I, you should be proud of me. I didn't uh, overstuff myself on popcorn today. I said, yeah, that, that's really good. She goes, but I think Penelope did. And as she says that, I look back and in the mirror, <laughs> she makes one of these sorts of noises. Blah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. And it's only going downhill. If me. you think I don't like the smell of popcorn when it's fresh, oh, my God. And it was just oh, a whole kernels of popcorn. Oh, my God. What a horrible nightmare. <laughs> she was just so like, what you're trying to say is toddlers are like cats. Yes. When you do something nicer, then they just throw up all over the That's floor. exactly right. She gorged <laughs> until she threw up. And I believe the phrase that she used was, me throw up. <laughs> well, at least she recycles. Yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> That is, sorry, Joe. Thank you. That was it for my popcorn uh, stories for now. Let's let's dive into the preseason. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we got a good look uh, at, at players this past weekend when they were playing Phoenix, but I'm going to rewind all the way back to the top of preseason uh, where the Red Bulls played uh, the University of Southern Florida. They won 6 nothing, a bull-on-bull bull massacre. Uh, then they took on the New England Revolution, lost 3-4. Uh, beat Philadelphia Union four to three, and then of course this weekend uh, defeated the Phoenix Rising FC three to two. Bezicourt sweet goal uh, against Phoenix. I, I don't know if you guys watched the game or at least saw the highlights, uh, but very typical Bezy run and sweet finish from him. Uh, and it was nice to see him out there with the team. Any of you? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Anthony. Go ahead. Yeah, he, he did look really good out there. Um, I'm, I'm wondering whether or not – I have a lot of questions about this team and the first team and how many of these guys that were signed to the first team are actually going to play any minutes at all. Mm-hmm. Bezicourt's one of those guys that uh, I, I don't see how he's even on the bench. He's got to be predominantly loaned down to Red Bull 2 for the rest of the season, which makes me feel a lot better about their chances than I did um, – let's say maybe two or three weeks ago when the roster just consisted of five guys. <laughs> yes. So that, that's my theory about it. I think we're going to see him and Velo uh, pretty regularly and on the two team. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. I, I'm not even sure where uh, maybe the most likely position for Bezicourt uh, to see the field would be because uh, you've still got the rumored sign of Kaku, uh, and Sean Davis looks set to uh, play that point man. Mark Schakowsky could also play that point man. We have to see what he's going to look like in preseason. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think he's going to be loaned down. Joe, uh, what do you think? What do you got? Uh, I'd pretty much say that he's going to be loaned down as well. Uh, I did, he did look good. I really did like what I saw from him when he came on um, during the mass change that happened around, I think it was the 70th minute. Um yeah, but I could see him being loaned down. Um, I just don't think there's enough room for him on the roster right now, unfortunately. I just, you know, like Anthony said, I don't see him making on the bench. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what I got. Yeah, I think one possibility might be if there's any player movement, especially with Tyler Adams 
as the season goes on, but because they they still look to be set on that three 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 one, I'm not sure if if that would really make much of a difference. Uh, the other guy who uh, I think we should take note of, uh, specifically for Red Bull Two, is Ben Mines. He had the game winner over the Philadelphia Union. <laughs> Uh, and I also scored against uh, University of Southern Florida in the preseason opener. He's He seems to be hitting the ground running with this team. I think that he's got a big future ahead of him. Uh, Bill, will he score more goals uh, than Brandon Allen scored for this team last season? Not the year before, but last season, when he only had about half a season. I don't want to jinx anything, Jill. <laughs> That's it? That's all you got? <laughs> no. <laughs> It's, this I, is why I, Bill is the best part of the show. He really yeah, is. I, I, I can't say anything. I don't want to. I don't want to jinx anything on Ben Mines because he's he's doing awesome in preseason. I don't want to, you know, have, cause any bad juju to go his way. <laughs> fair, very fair. Because uh, I did something to Allen, and you know he's not on the team anymore. So it was oh, all my jokes about the penalty kicks. You know, that's so. true. I will now he's going to score 18 penalty kicks against Red Bull, too. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of that game, <laughs> how about Alex Mule where he had that like, two-touch and he flipped it up and slammed the goal into oh, that, the net? Which, yeah, that, that was, was pretty really awesome. Nice, really nice. Two former RB2 players uh, with Derek Etienne and Alex Mule. Bill. Mule, not Mule. Mule. Barely with Mule. He had like, <laughs> oh, what, six man, games? I thought we switched it back this season. I thought he was going with the only. No, I think that was just everybody else is just like, whatever. We're going to say what we're going to say. I'm going to put I'm gonna put mines at 10 this season. 10, 10 goals. I think that's, I think, that, that's very heavy. What do you think? Um, I actually don't think he's going to see as many minutes as we think. Ooh. I think that um, I think that Moreno, um, that is his name, right, Moreno? I'm on the um, end, sure. It is is going to see more minutes in that position, okay. mainly because Mines is still really young, yeah. and so they. Um, I, I think Moreno's the guy who really needs to show something now, so they he might be the guy that ends up seeing more minutes. I could see him scoring, considering the fact that I'm thinking he's going to see you know like, uh, you know maybe not not as many starts. Mm-hmm. I could see him scoring between five to seven goals. Okay, I think that's fair. Um, I I'm going to put a pin in the Moreno. Conversation because I want to bring that up again later, um, but yeah, all right, fair. I think that's fair. Uh, Tom Barlow also had a goal uh, mm-hmm. against uh, USF. So did Brian White. Obviously, these are two guys from the draft. Do we think that they're going to be getting uh, significant minutes? Do especially Tom Barlow. Do you think he's somebody that they're going to hang on to? I mean, there's very little risk and it's a position of need. I would think for the team. Uh, let's start with Anthony. I'll, I'll ask you. I think so. I think the, the Red Bull 2 team needs depth, so he's the kind of guy, look, he's good enough that he may be, after a solid year, a consideration for Red Bull 1, especially if, let's say, not trying to jinx them, but if the year doesn't go well for them, he's a guy that um, may be able to prove himself worthy of, a, uh, of, of an MLS spot, depending on how things turn out. I definitely like what I've seen from him, but I, I want to see a run of games to get a better idea of where strengths and weaknesses lie. Joe Steen, Tom Barlow, is he going to be on Red Bull 2 at the start of the season? Uh, I would say yes. I think um, uh, we don't know what's the case with Bonomo is. We don't know if he could get loaned back down to Red Bull 2. Mm-hmm. Um, I could, yeah, I would definitely say he's going to be on the roster come start of the season. Um, I think him and White will both be on the roster. The only th- reason why I think Bonomo would be with the first team is if they decide to go with two strikers just to have uh, some backup because 
the only other striker on that team right now. I guess you could make the the argument that Muel could play up top, uh, and considering his preseason, you know, maybe that's not a bad idea. But you would assume it would be uh, Bradley and um, Carlos Rivas, and then you would need someone on the bench. Okay. They have no out and out strikers aside from uh, Bradley Wright Phillips, a guy who's like that's his main role. Mm-hmm. So I, I I think Bonomo is going to see that bench a lot unless. Um, Unless they decide to shock us and go out and sign another striker to be a bench player, but I think Bonomo is going to be that guy. I think that's fair. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put any money on that happening. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Ibrahimovic confirmed. <laughs> that would be the weirdest. That would be the weirdest signing for them to make, just because of his age and uh, <laughs> relatively uh, slower legs. It's First off, he's ageless. He's, he's ageless, <laughs> and and secondly, Red Bull can give a lion wings. Mm, all right, mm, all right. Uh, okay, uh, Andrew Lombard had surgery. It's a shame he looked like he was getting uh, some decent looks. Uh, but my guess is whatever was keeping him out of the lineup uh, last season, uh, in a similar way to. Um, what had happened to Bonomo, obviously different types of injuries uh, between the two. Uh, But, you know, trying their best to just let this thing heal naturally, it didn't quite go that way. He's had surgery. I don't remember the turnaround time. I think it was maybe four to six weeks. Does that sound right? Yeah, that's what it was. Okay, so not terrible. He should be available at the start of the season, at least for bench minutes. Um, but I, I think it could be a good thing. And I, I'm excited to see what he could bring to the table, considering that I thought he has looked so sharp in preseason. Is there anything uh, about him that has stood out that maybe has surprised you? Uh, let's start with Justine. Um. Yeah, I, I think he's. I, I actually I didn't know much about him before uh, that I saw him in preseason. But I mean, his his distribution I really like, which has stood out, and his he seems very very composed on the ball. It reminds me a lot of Scarlett as far as in the back. Um, but I definitely think he's someone that can help Red Bull two out this season um, because that's where obviously we know they struggled last season uh, big time and you know just defending in general um, until that late season push. But I mean, I do like I really do like what I see from him. And with obviously there's going to be some amount of competition just on those outside back spots. I don't know if he could play either side, but it would certainly uh, behoove them to keep players around that can play uh, on either side of the field just to with the the number of of injuries and turnover that generally happens with these squads. Okay. Let's get to uh, some rule changes for USL in the the coming year. Games now uh, will be counted as official if they reach the 70th minute only last season and previously they'd only had to complete the first half. Again, this is kind of their um, uh, rising to meet their D2 standards, which they will obviously have to make sure that they are following. Uh, Playoffs will have to be played to conclusion. Um, They'll get a fourth sub in extra time only during extra time. You can't bring someone in in the break uh, before PKs. International spots can now be traded and sold within the league, but only for one season at the year's end. Everyone resets back to seven. Uh, they finally introduced IR, so you can uh, get some roster relief if you have a player who's going to be out with a long-term injury. That would have helped significantly with the Red Bulls last year. Um now, this is kind of a minor rule. Uh, they have to submit a 23-man squad 
48 hours before kickoff and obviously in a game day 18. And on that game day roster, you can have up to five academy players now. Um, so, you know, there, some rule changes within the USL. It's, I don't think it's anything you know major or groundbreaking necessarily, uh, but certainly things that will help. Anthony, are you excited about these rule changes? Well, actually, the, the one that really interested me was the fact that they need to submit a roster 48 hours before and be a little more specific about who's going to play. It doesn't affect most of the teams, but the two teams, yep. it drastically affects them because how many times have we seen, uh, and, and I always go back to it, um, the double headers where Anatolia Bong gets subbed on at the, in the 87th minute and then all of a sudden is starting 15 minutes later for the, for the Red Bull 2. So th- things like that, they're not going to be able to do anymore, um, or at least potentially yeah. um, for for those weekend games. So it is going to affect those two teams quite dramatically this year. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see if that uh, forces Red Bull's hand from you know because we we do get at least one double header right. So it, it'll be interesting to see if any of the bench guys are even allowed to, to come into the USL sides uh, heading into those games, or if they're not. Um, uh, exclusive to the team that they won't play for that weekend. So that should be interesting. Joe Steen. Do you know which game this year is a doubleheader? Uh, I want to uh, say it's the Colorado? 14th, right? April no. 14th. Is that right? Colorado. Yeah, um, what do we have? The Rowdies? Yeah, I think Rowdies, yeah, it's Tampa Bay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, which uh, oh, we're not going to spend too much time on that, but at least <laughs> uh, the Tampa Bay Rowdies are apparently somewhat for sale. Uh, which is, I think, pretty interesting. Uh, apparently, it's in a move to uh, make them more MLS viable. But uh, we'll see. I think that team in Miami makes that more difficult. Anthony, concur? Fight me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm, 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 fight you about the Tampa Bay Rowdies? Why the, why the heck would I want to do that? <laughs> <laughs> because it's a thing that you could fight about. I felt, I thought that was your your thing. You just like to fight. No, no, no. no. I, I, I fight about real things, not not... Not teams who wear ugly stripes in, in Florida. Oh, throwing it down. I'm going to have to ask Junior what he thinks about uh, your slandering of his new club. I wish I could get Anthony a Kevin Owens fight anyone t-shirt because he loves to just do that. <laughs> oh, God. Kevin Owens. Oh, don't get me started with pro wrestling, but I love me some Kevin Owens. <laughs> I, want, I want a yep t-shirt as quickly as possible. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Okay. Uh, last episode, we talked about no powder. Uh, he is confirmed, obviously, no longer with the team. Uh, there was no confirmation of disciplinary issues. Uh, so just making sure that that's well known, uh, lest I be accused of trying to destroy a man's reputation. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> he, there was no confirmation of disciplinary issues. So. He is still listed on on the on the team website, which is really interesting. That's weird. It, yeah, it might yeah. be one of those things like they, that the league in general hasn't like mm-hmm. uh, uh, flexed their their get their rosters in before the season muscles yet. Yeah, I don't know. And on Wikipedia, so I mean, it's got to be true, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> um, okay, Dan Metzger on his way to Penn FC. Uh, a fantastic guy. We loved him. We loved having him here, but uh, it was clear that he did not have a path to the first team. And so uh, off he has gone. I wish him the best at, at Penn FC. They put out a, a, I don't know if you saw this today, guys, but they have a sort of uh, 
a hype video for his signing. Uh, and it's a, a sweet little montage of his time with RB2. So if you haven't checked that out, I would highly recommend going to PenFC's Twitter and uh, giving that a look. Is he going to be... Anthony, you and I were talking about this a little bit earlier. Do you think that he's a guy that will end up in MLS? I, honestly, I, I'm a little flabbergasted that he's not on a roster um, because I think he's a really quality player. But, you know, it, that's a very deep position, I think, in, in a lot of teams. And I can understand maybe why it's it's been a little bit of a struggle for him. Well, un- unfortunately, I don't see I, – I don't think so. And it's not because of his talent. It's because – Currently, a lot of MLS teams and USL teams, for that matter, are looking to either the Caribbean, other places in CONCACAF, or South America to to pull cheap talent. Mm-hmm. And a guy like Metzger is looking for a decent payoff because he's earned it, and and he's and he is that good. But no teams are really looking. They're looking for that kind of talent, that perhaps a bit more raw that they can pay a lot less. For two um and if it doesn't work out then they move on metzger is the kind of guy that if you you give him you know that kind of money and you and you lock him in you know you've got to make a commitment and right now there's a lot of teams american teams that are just not committing on american players do you think that his ceiling is is high enough for him to really uh get those looks anyway uh or do you think that uh he doesn't have a lot more room to grow I think he's got a ton of room to grow. Um, he just needs to be in. He, he needs to be in the right system. He's a midfielder. Mid, mm-hmm. Midfielders. It, it always depends on on the coach that 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 they have. They're not um, necessarily guys like him aren't really built on creativity or right. um, kind of dynamic play. They they really need a spot that is dictated by a coach. So um, you know the, he's he's got to wait for that kind of spot. Unfortunately. You know, it's kind of a shame uh, because the the team that I'm about to mention is such a mess. Uh, but because of his sort of blue-collar approach to the game, he would have fit in, I think, really nicely with the Columbus crew. Uh, but I, I don't wish anyone to have to go through whatever they're going through out there. Yeah, they're a very different team this year than they were last year. I think if he was coming into the team last year, maybe. But this year, they appear to be kind of going for broke up uh, in in the forward position. Fair, fair. The other uh, former player on the move is Rafi Diaz. Uh, he had, you know, a spotty career, uh, both in playing time and um, uh, uh, performance level uh, with Red Bull 2. It, it, it certainly seemed like it had dipped a little bit last season when it became clear that Loro was their guy. Uh, and now he's moved on to uh, Sac Republic. Uh, Joe Steen, do you think that this is a good move for him, for that team? And do you think uh, you see him getting a stretch of games now where maybe he could start to kind of settle into the position? Yeah, I mean, you know, last year he split time with Loro. It was kind of obvious at the beginning of the year that he would start one game and then Loro would start another game. And then when Loro got going, I mean, obviously, you know, he really started to, you know, um, pick up his form. Um, but, you know, Diaz wasn't – I liked what I saw f- a little bit from him in the beginning of the season because he seemed to be, you know, more assured than Loro as far as, you know, his, you know, gathering, you know, like onset pieces and his distribution. Um, I, I do think it's a good move for Sacramento. I mean, you know, you could always use a veteran keeper like him, someone who's familiar with the league. Um, 
I could see, I mean, we saw flashes of it last year and I could see him, you know, to, you know, build upon that season last year and, you know, maybe, you know, find, you know, a good stretch of games here and there. Um, so, yeah, I, I do like the move for him. I mean, he, you know, obviously Laura was going to be the first, first choice keeper here this year and uh, he probably wasn't going to see much time. Fair, fair. And I want to bring this back around now to uh, the Red Bulls, too, and their current players and maybe players that will or will not be with the team. So I'm going to pose these questions to you guys. Uh, this time I'll start with Bill. Uh, Anthony mentioned before Amando Moreno. He is currently with the first team. It doesn't mean that he is a first team player, but uh, they the group that is preparing for CCL includes him. I think that they see him as a left winger, but do you see him being a bench option uh, in MLS? I know he's listed as a forward or a striker, but he's really kind of a, an outside wing player uh, for most of his career. Uh, do you see him with the USL side or the MLS side and why? I would see him with uh, Red Bulls too to start off with to get warmed up and get worked into the system again. Even though he was, you know, on the team before a few years back. Justine, what do you got? I would say Red Bulls too as well. Yeah, I, I would imagine so. Uh, and obviously, Anthony, we know where you stand at this point. You think he, he's going to be starting over Ben Mines, which I—that's not a bad thing at all. And. The crazy thing about Armando Moreno is he's still really, really young. He had signed so young for the Red Bulls and left and gone and done, you know, what he ended up doing in Mexico. But the guy is only 22 years old, so there's still a lot of time for him to come around and, and develop. And I think he's going to be a big asset. With, with what they've, they've lost from Junior Flemings, I think that he could kind of fill that spot. Uh, obviously, it'll be an opposite wing, but uh, it's something to look at going forward. Okay, uh, the next guy, Kyle Duncan. Again, he uh, was playing a lot with the first team uh, during the preseason, preseason so far. It's a position of need uh, for the team, obviously, because he is a outside back. Anthony, one, will he sign? And then two, is he going to be with MLS or USL? Um, will he sign? I mean, that's up to him, but, um, the, uh, <laughs> I think it's up to more than just him, but okay. Yeah, it's, 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 up, it's, it's, yeah. But, uh, if, if he does, yeah, definitely Red Bull too. They, they need, they need someone there. That's a position that I think they feel good with right now, um, on the MLS squad. So Red Bull too is where he'll definitely end up. Fair. Uh, Jostine, Bill, you guys agree? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you see him on on the Ripples too to start off with. And wasn't he offered a contract by Ripples too, like back in 2015? I believe that is correct. Uh, and it just did not come together. Okay, uh, next. This is a guy from outside the system. Uh, he got some time in Florida. I, as far as I know, we do not, <laughs> we don't know if he's with uh, the team that is currently you know training together in New Jersey. But Ish Ishmael Jome or Jome, or however you say that. I think it's Jome. Uh, does he make the squad? Is he someone that can add value to Red Bull 2? Um, or is it the type of player where he's kind of an older player, maybe he's not going to develop, uh, even with, I think, what uh, is a pretty good left foot? Um, is it worth bringing him on? Do you think that he would even be able to rise up to uh, MLS with the Red Bulls? Uh, let's open this to Justine. Um, 
I don't know if he'd rise up to Red Bulls, but I mean, if Red Bull 2 wanted him as far as like just, you know, a USL guy, uh, you know, maybe they could just try him out and see if he has enough potential. I mean, like you said, he does have a good left foot, um, but I don't see him actually getting to Red Bulls. Yeah, I don't think that he entirely fits the, the mold of the type of player that they want, but he's a big guy. He's not he's not slow by any stretch. No, but I also wasn't terribly impressed with the little bits of defending that I did see. Anthony, does he make the team? What do you think? Uh, if he's, I mean, look, he's twenty three, and and on this team, that's kind of like right. the thirty. That's ridiculous. So um, <laughs> it's uh, he. If he does, it it it's one of those deals that they're they're kind of desperate to fill some spots, uh, to 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 fill this team out. But I don't. I I just don't see him as being the kind of guy for this team. Um, but who knows? I mean, weirder things have happened with Red Bull too. Fair, very fair. Uh, last but not least, there is a uh, player rumored to be signing with the team, um, but little movement has happened with that so far. Uh, that's Steven Echeverria. Uh, he was with the team in Florida. He's coming from Wake Forest. He played all four years there, had seven goals, six assists. He's sort of uh, a central midfielder, but more in the vein of a deep-lying role. Uh, he was a member of the U-17 program and a Red Bull Academy grad. Uh, being that, we know there's a, a number of spots open in the middle of the midfield. That would certainly help to alleviate that. Uh, I think it would be a great signing. Um, Bill, what do you think? Yeah, I definitely think it would be a great signing, too. I think we would see him with uh, Red Bull 2 first and see how he plays there and definitely has potential probably to move up to the first team. My my thought with him is he's already gone through his four years of college. Uh, is this sort of a, a last stop for him and see if he's got the chops for, for making it in the professional game? Justine? Um, yeah, I, I definitely I would say Red Bulls too. Again, to see if he you know to get him acclimated and uh, see where he goes from there. I mean, you know, it seems like he has a good amount of potential in him. And uh, again, Red Bulls too has a lot of you know. Again, they don't really have as many midfields fielders in that deep lying position except for Andrew Tenari. So I mean, you could see him uh, partner along with Tenari maybe at some point this season. And that would be fun. We know uh Kaz Shignobu is someone who could be coming into the program at some point uh obviously he's at college right now or is he is he still too young for that oh man I don't know it's hard to follow with these young guys <laughs> uh but you know there there are some players in the pipeline but nothing quite happening yet uh okay that's it that brings us to the end of the show is there anything that anybody would like to say before we go why so many Friday games? <laughs> <laughs> Very fair. I know that there's going to be some angry faces around my house uh, with movie night being missed uh, so often. Uh, How many games are you going to see? Joe, like by by depriving them of their father on Friday nights. Well, my I've got a very. Uh, uh, intricate plan set up for this. I'm basically, I, 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 you've spent time with me, so you know I'm very boring and not funny. And uh, I've created <laughs> essentially what is like a scarecrow, but it sort of looks like me. Uh, every time I shave my hair or I cut my beard, I just slap it onto this scarecrow uh, and we keep it around in the closet so we can just plop it on the couch for movie night. We'll keep the lights off. They'll never know I wasn't there. 
That's that's so unoriginal. That's exactly what Eric Winalda did with the Atlanta Silverbacks a few years back. <laughs> First belly laugh of the year. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, how many games are we going to see Anthony at? Uh, Red Bull two games are we going to see Anthony at? Wait, 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 wait. Oh, that's a good setup, the, actually. Do you mean at because? Well, well, here's the deal, right? Like, you know, moving, you know, moving to a new house, gotta, gotta make some decisions and teams I wanna, I wanna cover this year. I think I'm gonna be focusing a lot more on um, Red Bull Two, mainly because I, I just love the USL. I think it's a really yes. fun league. Yes, that's. I love to hear this. And uh, again, so I'm saying it on the air. Uh, I will give you rides from Newark to MSU if you need them, Anthony. So hopefully, I'll have my license before then. What? After You're gonna be this, driving. I, that's After just kind of scary to think about. I was going to oh, say, I'm going to keep away from Red Bull 2 matches if you're going to be driving to them. That sounds very, very scary. <laughs> and then you'll probably get lost like we all did driving to Red Bulls 2 games. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Claire. Oh, I did. I, 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 my first game, I got lost. Yeah, I was yes. like, where is the field? <laughs> you take a left turn at Narnia. <laughs> well, there's there's those two fields, so I could see that. Didn't you go to like the lacrosse game or something, Bill? Wasn't that you? Yeah, it took me like 25 minutes to find the right field. I had no idea. <laughs> I, I, par- I parked over by the track field. I'm not going to lie. That's oh, where God. I parked the first time. <laughs> I think I was able to lean on the experiences of you guys uh, failing. <laughs> and I was able to get to the right It's place. hard to see the soccer field from the road. You don't even really. Yeah, especially because you're just like, what's this hill doing here? There's exactly. no way this hill has it. There's no way this hill has a soccer field on it. <laughs> it's way up there. Uh, okay. Um Oh, oh, I wanted to circle back on that one all the thing uh, very, very quickly. Uh, you know, despite his uh, his vitriol uh, during his campaign, I thought he was very gracious in uh, <laughs> bowing out <laughs> at the end and has been a delight on Twitter. I don't know if you guys are following that. There's a tremendous amount of sarcasm in my voice. He is. Uh, I was about to say, didn't he like just say like I'm depressed? I'm going on vacation. Basically, and there was a number of tweets deleted and. It's very expected, you know. A lot of people, a lot of people weren't gracious after they lost. Let's put it at that. Yes, I agree. Uh, the the change candidates did not fare very well because they, I mean, I I think there's a a, a very good reason why a lot of these people are seeking change and want to help change soccer, but I don't think those people in particular were, were the answers to those questions. Uh, but yeah, let's not <laughs> let's not talk about this. Um, we, we, we won't stop. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can uh, find us. I am at underscore Joe Goldstein. I am at NYC Soccer World. I am L T and J. Whoa, Jim I'm at. Whoa. <laughs> I jumped the gun. I jumped the gun. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> uh, I am at Jstein fifteen. And if you'd like to follow the show, and we hope you do, we are at Raising Bull Cast. That's one bull, Raising Bull Cast. And of course, as I said, that's on Twitter. You can find us at Facebook.com slash Raising Bulls. You can go to RaisingBulls.com where we keep all of our podcasts and uh, we'll sometimes include very silly uh, photos with these episodes. So uh, look out for that. If you're listening to this on your, your mobile device, hopefully you're listening uh, from iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcast. But we're, it's You've got to subscribe to the show. You've got to rate us, review us. It does help. It means everything. And it makes us easier to be found. Uh, we, again, are part of the beautiful game network, bgn.fm. 
They've got great shows like the USL show, Mongols for the River Hounds and Mike Sparks, who's been on the show a number of times. They've got the St. Louis Soccer Report, Back Chat for the Colorado Springs Switchbacks, Tornado Alley for Tulsa Roughnecks, and a number of great shows. I'm going to try to say different shows every time so that everybody gets a little bit of a plug. And, of course, thank you to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier of MLS, USL, and U.S. soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Whew. That's going to be a long sign-off to have to do every time. <laughs> uh, for myself, Joe Steen, uh, Anthony Merced, and, of course, Bill Toomey, thank you very much and have a good night. Mm-hmm.